Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Cool. I'll just get the middle house lights up. That'll be really helpful. Thanks, Damien. Look at that, eh? No, now you can see me. Maybe you want the lights turned down again. Okay. So this morning I'm just going to start really with an introduction to a short series I feel um, led to to embark on over the next uh, at least two weeks and then I'll pick it up again when I come um, uh, and speak again after that. Uh, The series is called Mind the Gap. Mind the Gap. Keep calm and mind... The gap. Everyone say, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Um, on our holiday uh, earlier this year, uh, Jane and I had uh, opportunity a number of times to use public transport in Singapore, in London, and in France, um, and in Sydney too. Yep. Yeah. Um, when we used the, uh, the underground in, uh, in London, uh, the train system there, there was a warning uh, to mind the gap. So if uh, you have a look at this picture up on the screen that's coming up now, that's what it looked like. So you've got this uh, little sign on the floor. It says mind the gap. You've got a yellow line. Then there's a little bit of a gap in between the platform and the train. Okay? So this whole thing is, is about minding the gap. See, if, if uh, you don't mind the gap, then you are running the risk of injury and some sadly have passed away because they haven't minded the gap and they've uh, uh, paid a high price for not minding the gap. So today's message, I feel, has the potential for us all to actually save our lives, save our marriages and save our sanity today. So my prayer is that this short series will empower us all to make some significant changes in our lives to see us thrive and to reduce the likelihood of burnout or of quitting or just giving up and and just uh, not doing what God called us to do. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll launch right into this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word that brings freedom and liberty. It changes us. It transforms us from the inside out. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would speak to your people today. Father, the things that I'm not even going to say, I pray that they hear from your throne room. I thank you that you're, you have the capacity to speak into the lives of your people as a result of your word by your spirit. I thank you that your word comes alive to us today in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days so we get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days so that we get a heart of wisdom. God is saying that we must live as a people who number our days, to be stewards uh, or guardians, managers of our time. We are the keepers of the time that's allotted to us. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but uh, yesterday I had 24 hours allotted to me. Okay? That's how much was allotted to me in that that day span. Each day, I've discovered, has 24 hours in it. And it's up to us how we actually use 
that time, how you use your time. You, did you know this? That you're no different from me. You got 24 hours in a day, each day, every day, except for on a leap year when you just miss a whole day out. <laughs> See, we get 24 hours each day, every day, and these hours are hours to be used effectively to ensure that there's an adequate gap built into our lives so that we can respond to the things that happened in and around us or the needs that happen as they arise. That's what it means to mind the gap. The gap is a safety net that we, we, we it's, it's a place that we try not to step into. What do I mean by this? In other words, what I've got here is my Bible, okay? So on my Bible, you may or may not be able to see this, but there is a gap around the edge of my page. I've discovered that the next page has this same gap. There is a gap. Some people call this gap a margin. Some people write in their margins, and that's really good, except for when you run out of margin. You've got nowhere else to go. What do you start to do? Do you write on the edge of your Bible? Like, that's what that is there. See, this, this whole thing about minding the gap is actually encouraging us to ensure that we have margin in our lives, a space that we mind, that we guard, that we care for, that we manage in our lives. It's something that it surrounds all of our lives, whether we like it or not. It's a space where we can run over time. We can exceed the limit of the written part that's there. Okay, We can do too much in those sorts of areas, but we can only do it for a short time, not as a lifestyle. Okay, So in Isaiah 40, verses 30 to 31, it says this, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar with wings like... Who's it talking about, though? He's talking about those that wait upon the Lord. They're the ones that are going to find themselves soaring with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Those that take the time to wait on the Lord. In other words, those that take the time to address their margin. Those who take the time to protect the margin in your life. So those who who are minding the gap in your life. Those who are actually conscious of the warning that that, uh, not only the, the subway can give to us or the underground... But that God in his word also tells us that we've got this area that we have to look after in our lives. It, it, this, this whole thing about the, they, the weight upon the Lord shall renew their strength, it's talking about people who create their margin in life. They have the time to wait and to focus, to think and to meditate, to connect with God in a way that helps them to life. In order to renew their strength, to keep going to the next level. We'll never achieve what we want to do in life if we continually fill up the margin of our lives so that we don't have the time to sit down, to contemplate, to meditate, to think about, and to to decide what it is that we need to be doing. 
I'm not sure if you knew this as well, but God actually planned for the, the, the land to enter a time of margin as well. God did not in, 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 uh, intend for the land in Israel to be farmed and sowed and harvested every single day. There was a Sabbath year that the land was supposed to go into so that the land could rest, recharge, reinvigorate itself, regather itself. There was a Sabbath day's rest on the land as well. And when they paid attention to that, they found that the year before that Sabbath year where the land was to rest, they got a double portion of what they needed to see them through that particular time of a Sabbath rest on the land. It's in, it's in the DNA of creation that there is margin and space that we have in life. We need that. God knows how we're wired. God himself said that on the seventh day you'll rest. God wants us to find a place to have margin in our lives. If we're completely running over the margin on all the time, then we're in danger of, of hurting ourselves and being detrimental to our own health and well-being. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he minded his gap. He looked after the margin in his world. He, looked out, he made sure that there was space that he had to be able to function as a person that he needed to do whilst he was here. You see, Jesus understood the need for creating space away from the demands of the crowd. He ensured that he minded the gap. And often our lives are so full, they are chock-a-block every single time that there's no room to turn, there's no room to breathe or simply enjoy life. It's where we can do life, not necessarily comfortably, but where we feel that we're operating at our optimum. We're doing well. We're feeling stretched and challenged, which is okay. But then we get to a point where we're just going to start to move into our margin. And we keep going. We keep pushing. We end up with no margin, no space in our lives. We're not minding our gap. We are all wired differently. And stress isn't the same for everybody. The way that I uh, can sustain stress is different from other people. I'm not as good as other people at handling certain things of stress. Likewise, you wouldn't be able to handle some things that I do that I find easy because you're not wired that way. We all have different levels of stress and toleration. But then we reach a limit and we keep going. We keep saying yes. We keep taking on more. We're seeing more people. We're making more phone calls and on and on and on it goes. And then we wonder one day why we're suddenly, we've hit the wall. We're in burnout. We're exhausted. We're living nervously. We get a, a twitch that happens that, you know, it just, that's, we would sometimes we start to take uh, medication, we're not sleeping well, and it's because we've not minded the gap in our lives. We've not protected that gap in our lives. We overrun our page, we feel lost, we're out of control, and we feel like we're falling. There's no margin, there's no gap. You know what, I've, I've confronted this, been confronted by this in my own lives on another uh, number of occasions. It shook me up when a medical specialist said to me a few years ago that my body had hit a wall and that unless I changed the way that I lived, then enjoying a quality of life with those that I loved was going to be short-lived. I wasn't going to be able to stick around for my family. And that, that was important to me. Only recently I had a checkup, a regular checkup with my GP. 
And overall, my general physical health is, uh, is really good. My resting heart rate it sits at 54 beats a minute. That's really good because like the average is around about 62 to 66 beats per minute. So I, I look like I'm asleep when I'm sitting down. <laughs> However, there's other areas in my life where I've not minded the gap and I've allowed no margin and it's come at a cost. See, the question I've got for us this morning is, why is it that we think that we can catch bullets with our teeth, leap tall buildings in a single bound, stop speeding locomotives with our bare hands and that there's not going to be a cost? <laughs> we fill our lives to the point of having no room to be with people and to do the things that we love. The things that we once loved to do, we now avoid because it's turned into something that drains us instead of something that used to fill us. Margin can be defined as the, the space that is, sits between our load and our limitations. See, we have this margin where that, if that's our load and our limitation is here, then the margin is here. But when those start to really diminish, we find ourselves with no capacity to have margin in our lives any longer. So let me explain this a little bit better for you. Suppose we made $100, but we spent 80 Then our margin, the gap that we have, is 20 bucks. Okay, But if we make $100, but we spend $120, what have we got? Trouble. That's what you've got. You've got trouble. We've overstepped ourselves, and we've not minded our gap. This isn't just a financial problem or an issue, as most of us do this in many areas of our lives. We spend 120% when we can't. We don't have 120%. We've only got 100%. There's no space. There's no margin. We've not minded the gap. See, if we lived in a perfect world, uh, then you know, we wouldn't need margins. But guess where we get the tolerance, the patience, the strength, the wisdom, and the understanding to handle the problems of our lives. It's in the gap. It's in the margin of our lives where we have the ability to sit down and to take stock of what's going on in our world. When we look at a book, we see the space uh, at the edges of the pages, and you know that's called the margin, and every page contains a margin. The words don't go from edge of the paper to the edge of the paper. Margins are there to help make the pages more readable. Someone could say that we'd save money by using all of the available space on every page and using up all the margins, and the book would cost less as well. But I've not heard of anyone ever complain about the margin in a book. No one's called it stupid, to my knowledge. In fact, I think that we would say it's silly to have no margin in a book. But it's even sillier to have no margin in our lives. And I believe that we need to build that, that gap. We need to have that space, that margin in our lives. So as we head into 2020 this year, in the coming year, my question is this, have we minded our gap? Have we built margin into our lives? We've got the, the, the optimum time right now at the start of this year 
to evaluate our lives, but we can only do that if we've got space, if we've got a gap in our schedules, in our workplace, in our home, where we've taken the time to sit down. Instead of putting the TV on, we think about, okay, what have I got happening this year? What's coming up in this first term as I send the kids to school? What's happening in my workplace in this season right now that I can sit down, I can think about in that space, in that gap in my life that I can start to plan some things that are going to help me to, to last this season out and I come to the end of 2020, not wishing that I'd never gone through 2020, not wishing that it was one of the worst times of my life and, and stuff like that. But because you've planned some stuff, you've created margin in our lives that we can start to see ourselves thrive and enjoy this coming year. I know that some things happened in the last year that sometimes you just not, no control over it. Some stuff happens. People didn't expect, didn't plan for a bushfire to hit their town, didn't hit you know, to, to destroy their home. But in that space and in that margin, they would have taken the time to say, you know what, I need insurance cover to help cover the costs of my home. They've taken the time to think about those things at some point in their lives. And that's helping them out. There's communities today that have done that and starting to think those things through. Where have we deliberately made space for space and created margin in our lives? If we don't give this the attention that it deserves, then we're not caring for ourselves or being the best us for the Father, for us and those around about us as well. Before we look at creating margin in our lives, we need to identify what eats up our margins, those gap eaters, if you like, things that rob us of our margin, things to watch out for and to plan around. The first gap eater is called acceleration. Now, these are all of God because they all start with an A, all right? So uh, just to let you know that this is like a, a really good message that God gave us because everything starts with A. Actually, it starts with a G because it's gap eater, but then, you know. <laughs> so acceleration. Uh, one way we try to make up for overstepping the gap is called speed. We have five minutes to get from A to B, so we leave one minute before we should be there. We try to increase our pace, and we try to push more into a short amount of time, and then we get little into little accidents. We get irritable and angry with each other because we've not been able to get from A to B in the time that was allotted to us. Why do we do that? Because speed will eat into our margin in the form of trying to take a shortcut. We try to cheat life by going faster to build margin into our lives. We can't do it. It's going to kill us. At the very least, you're going to get a speeding ticket. Have you ever noticed that? Like, the moment you need a policeman, you can never find one. The moment that you need a policeman, you can never find one. But as soon as you go five kilometres an hour over the speed limit, he jumps out of your boot. And he's there. And he says, excuse me, would you pull over? I said, see your driver's licence. Speed. Don't do it. Exodus chapter 13 verse 17 says this. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God didn't lead them along the main road that led through the land of the Philistines in their territory. Even though... It was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. God's not into shortcuts. 
God's not into shortcuts. We've got to mind our gap. Second gap eater is called avoidance. See, A. Dissipation is a Bible word for squandering or taking something that God has blessed and using it for another purpose. Let me give you an example. When we don't have margins in our lives, we attempt to gain more margins by numbing ourselves with illicit drugs. We have stress and tension and conflict in our home. We have marginless lives with our family, so we avoid uh, working on, the, on fixing our problems in our relationships, and we do silly things in our relationships. Another method is called uh, workaholism. Okay? Uh, we pour ourselves into our work. Why do we do that? So that we can avoid everything else and the responsibilities that come with life. Avoidance actually erodes our margins. We all need margins because that's where character is developed. Margins contain the tolerance that we have for one another. Located in our margin are our mistakes, where we can deal with our mistakes. We can address the mistakes that we make in life. We can contemplate them, think about them, how we do things differently the next time if we've got margin in our life. If we don't have a margin in our life, what we are prone to doing is to repeating the mistake because we haven't got the time to think about learning the lesson from the mistake. Does that make sense? Am I, am I talking to anybody here this morning? Okay. <clears throat> if we're on the edge all the time, the smallest things cause us to take offense at someone. Normally, we'd handle it well. But when there's no margin, it tips us over the edge. Margin creates for us what we call a buffer. There's a buffer zone that we have that enables us to handle things when things go wrong. The third gap eater is called apps. In other words, it's technology. Apps. Did you like that? It's an A. Very clever. Technology can be a blessing and a curse in our lives. I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the last 40 to 50 years there has been a massive growth of technology in the world. We have gadgets for everything. They've been designed to make life easier and quicker. These gadgets, this technology, they're not bad unless we let these apps rule or take over our lives. Did you know that you can now talk to your car and it'll do what you ask it to do? Did you just while we're talking about cars, just so that you don't get confused, there is a difference between cruise control and autopilot. Cruise control, you can set it to go at a certain speed, okay, and you can still drive the car. There is no autopilot in a car just yet, although. They're working on it with these uh, electronic cars and stuff like that. You can just set your destination in there. And I've seen the news footage. There's people sitting in their cars. They are in the driver's seat, but because it's on autopilot, all right, and it's being plotted along, they're asleep. <laughs> they're sucking in some big Zs. You know, they're just in their car. It is happening now. I've seen it on the news, so it must be true. And it was in colour, so... Here's another thing. We can talk to our phones and they do stuff. 
I've got someone living in my phone who's called Siri. I don't know how she got there. But I tell her to do stuff sometimes and she does it. Did you know that we can talk to our homes now and they can do stuff? It's called Google Home and there's some chick called Alexa. We, we, we found this for the very first time when we went to England and stayed with some of uh, our relatives. We've been out uh, in the day and we go into their, we'd get into their home as they picked us up from the airport. And uh, Jane's cousin, uh, her name's Soli, so if you're listening to this Soli, you've just got to mention in a church service. I didn't think you'd ever be here, did you? Okay, so she says as we get in the front door, Alexa, turn on the kitchen lights. And the kitchen lights turned on. I'm thinking, who's Alexa? Does she live here in the dark? Does she not know how to turn the lights on if no one tells her how to do this? I mean, this is the state of our homes now. Alexa, uh, turn, raise the blinds in the family room. Alexa, turn the music on. Alexa, turn it up. No, not that song. I want a different song, Alexa. Poor Alexa's the most overworked and underpaid person I've ever seen. This is technology, though. Never before have we been so accessible than today. Mobile phones, emails, instant messaging, we've got Skype, we've got FaceTime, we've got call waiting and so much more. Yet when we sit down and we try to spend time with our families and someone phones us on our mobile, we answer it and it eats up our margin. That time that we'd spent for quality time with our family because someone intrudes upon that space and we've not got the discipline to put our apps down, it eats into our margin. Did you know that today that the most... I've got my notes on the side, so I've just got to read it properly. Yeah, in my margin. See, look, it's just there. I overran my margin. Today we are consumed by our mobile devices and the number one cause of traffic accidents is distracted drivers. Only a couple of weeks ago, we were coming home from visiting Jane's dad in the hospital and uh, we are uh, coming down this road and I could see that the traffic was starting to slow up quite, quite, uh, getting quite clogged. So I, I start to, to brake. All of a sudden, from behind me, I hear the squeal of tyres as this car has hit the picks and he's, he's got no control over his car now. And I can see it's the guy directly behind us. And I can see that he's got it crossed up like that and it's still going straight. Okay, So I've eased off the brake, followed the, the traffic a little bit further forward. And I can see that he's pulled up in time without hitting us. We move forward a little bit more. He pulls past me and comes in and sits in the lane next to me. Okay, And uh, like we stop together. And I said, hey Jane, look at this. And here he is. On his phone, at the, in the driver's seat. He looked at me. I said, like this, just pointed to his phone. And he's, okay, then he tossed it into the, the, the passenger seat. And I, I let him in no in no uncertain terms how disappointed I was with his behaviour. But this is what happens where apps take over our lives. There's no gap because apps become a distraction for us. Let me... For those of you who have mobile devices, <laughs> most of us would have a mobile device. 
When was the last time that you went for a 24-hour period where you switched it off? On your day off, when was the last time you switched it off? Just give your neighbor a little nudge. He's talking to you. He's talk- Just give him a nudge now. That's it. Come on. Give him a nudge. He's talking to you. These devices chew up our time. They chew up our margin. Instead of us using them to help create space, they're using that space. The last gap eater that I want to talk about is, is the gap eater of alternatives. Too many choices can eat into our margins. Did you know that there are over 40 different flavors and styles of coffee at Gloria Jeans? Did you know that there are over 20 million styles and makes of cars to choose from? I know this. There's 132, at least 132 brands of running shoes. Did you know? That's not including the makes or the, sorry, the different models, etc. like that. When we phone a company for a product or to speak to a real person, <laughs> press one for this, press two for that, press three to hear these things again. For eight months later, you might speak to someone. I'm going to let you in on a little secret at the moment, okay? Jane detests Subway. Jane hates going to Subway to eat because there are so many choices. All I want is what's in that picture there. Well, how did you want that? Is that did you want like the herb bread? Did you want the cheesy bread? Did you want the flat bread? Did you want the naan bread? Did you want the sweet breads? I don't know what you wanted, but you know, you, you've got all this stuff that's happening there. And it's, oh, did you want cheddar cheese? Did you want this cheese? Did you want that? What sauce did you want? Did you want tomato? Did you want onions? Did you want red onions? Did you want pink onions? Did, what onions did you want with this thing? So many choices. The tyranny of too many choices will eat away at our margins because we'll be paralyzed with not knowing what to do first. We feel overwhelmed and we feel swamped. In those moments, they are going to eat up our margin. Can I tell you something this morning? Jesus ensured that he lived with a margin in his life. Jesus minded the gap even though he was probably the busiest person alive in that season. And if you think about it today, he's answering all of our prayers and praying for us before the fast. He's still probably fairly busy. If we read the Gospels, we'll be amazed at all that Jesus accomplished. See, here's a bit of a snapshot. One day he preached from early morning until late at night, and when he'd finished, he fed 5,000 people who were hungry with him. The next day he, he prayed before it was even dawn. Then before he'd finished, people were coming looking for him, saying, Lord, where were you? We were looking for you. Everybody's looking for you. In other words, they were making greater demands upon his time. Jesus then comes back from praying and he deals with a demon-possessed guy. Then he says, I know what, let's go on a boat trip, a bit of a cruise. Let's head across the old lake here and we'll get across to the Sea of Galilee. 
They get into the boat and a storm hits. A storm hits. Kaboom. And his, his disciples are yelling, we're perishing, we're dying, we're going to kill, get killed. Jesus de- deals with that whole thing there. They get over the other side. Another demon-possessed guy comes racing out, starts chasing Jesus around. And you know he, he says to this guy, come out and delivers this man of this evil spirit. Then Jesus goes to another town and a man there, he says, my daughter's sick, come and heal her. On the way to healing her, there's a lady who has a hemorrhage and they pulled, she's pulled on his garment and Jesus was really busy. But was he stressed? No, Jesus wasn't stressed because somewhere in his life he had built margin. He had minded the gap. And in the midst of our lives, in the midst of all of our margins, that's where we develop things like character and joy. If we've got no margin, we'll never have joy because it's where all of the character and the things that we need actually reside. That's where we get the stuff that we need. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, generous, and self-control, where all of these qualities, the character qualities are found, is right there in the margin. That's where we can start to learn and to dig deeper into how God wants to shape us and what he wants to do in life. Our lives are fruitless when we lack these margins. And it's why our marriages become fruitless and places of tension, conflict, and stress, because we've got no margin. This week, this week, ask yourself, what gap eaters are eating into the gaps of your life? What is it that is robbing you of quality time to do the things that you love with the people that you love? Have you got so so lack... Uh, least margin, so, so little margin. And you can't even do what God asks you to do or prompts you to do because of acceleration. You're busy. Got to get there, got to get there, got to get there. Is it avoidance? We're just putting stuff off. We just want to numb the pain. Is it the apps that are stopping us from doing what God's asked to do? You know, it's just a simple prompt. Just You, you had this person's Face flashed before your eyes or you have their name come into your heart and you feel, oh, I really must phone that person. Oh, hang on, just as soon as I've got candy crushed down, Pat. (laughs) Or is it the alternatives? I don't know what to do. Too many choices. Is it time to make adjustments so that we create and protect the gaps in our lives. In the next couple of weeks, just want to help you to build margin or gap into your life because I believe that now more than ever, our culture, our society is doing everything in its power to rob us of margin, of gap, of space, of that area that we need to be able to think about really what we're doing with our lives. Amen? Let's stand. Team will come back. They'll belt out a new great song and stuff like that. Before they do, I just want to pray for us this morning.
Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every person here. I thank you that at some level, we're probably all in this space of having eaten up the gap in our life so that there's no overrun, there's no, no um, buffer zone whereby we can just creep into the margin every now and again and then jump back onto the page. Some of us are writing on the, the desk that's underneath the book that we're supposed to be in, but we've overrun our margin significantly and it's hurting us. So in this week, Lord, would you help us to identify some of the gap eaters, the gap stealers, and help us to make some adjustments, to, to, to really ask us ourselves, what is it that's really important in our lives that we can start to make some adjustments in so that we don't come to the end of next year frazzled, burnt out, and beyond overwhelmed. Let us come to the end of next year. Maybe let us come to the end of next week not feeling that because we made some adjustments. We've actually planned when to take time out. We've actually planned to have a day off and not answer the phone, to switch it off. No one's that important that they can't switch their phone off. And Lord, I'm so glad you don't switch yours off, but you're different. I thank you, Father, that you speak to us this week. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, about some adjustments, some, some just some little things that we need to tweak about how we can change things to have a greater capacity to deal with the issues, the challenges of life, but also to work on our character. Father, I thank you for that in the wonderful name of Jesus today. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks, Tim.